love the sound of children. I do not like when people ask them to be quiet. Let them make noise, you know. Within reason, let them make noise. If they're bouncing off the windows, that's different, you know. But, you know, otherwise they're kids. I make noise at home. We had um, guests over our place yesterday and one of them was uh, my daughter's new partner. I don't know if he was traumatised. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, right? Because in an Italian home, you don't wait for someone to finish speaking. You just speak over the top of them so they can hear you. Like, so it was insane with all of my daughters and then Samuel and we were going nuts and Nathan and I'm sure Anthony was thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, hey, but that's the house of God, yeah? That's the house of God. Father, have your way this day. We pray that you bring a word that will not only encourage us but, Lord, change us more into the image of your son Jesus. Father, we long, God, to be his hands and feet extended. We long for the people in our lives, those around us, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our communities, to discover Jesus. Lord, so work in us to work through us for those that are around us, we pray. We pray, Lord, we declare and we claim, Lord Ballarat, for Jesus. Lord, use us as your instruments. And everyone said, Amen. Okay, so I, I, I need to finish where I left off last week. I, I, I was looking at 1 Samuel chapter 1. I can't jump into chapter 2 just yet. Chapter 2 takes a change of direction. Chapter 2, we've been talking about family, what we need to do as a family in our homes, but in the house. But when we get to chapter 2, <laughs> we've got this distinct difference where we've got both um, Hannah and, and um, Samuel yeah, in the house, godly people, love the house, but we've also got Eli and his wicked sons. So in the house of God, you've got both good and evil. In the house of God, not only in the world, not only are we different to those that are outside in the world, sometimes within the house, yeah, people are going to come in that are not quite right, that are NQR and that are broken. And we've got to learn to accept those people and work with those people, come alongside those people, so that like us, we're on a journey of becoming more like Jesus. Amen? So... I can't go there today because it won't fit where we left off. So I'll go there next week. But for today, I'm hoping in the time that I've got to get somewhere a little bit different. Some of you might not like it. But I preached about a month ago, you can't be offended with me because you can't be offended and call yourself a Christian at the same time. <laughs> Jeez, I've got to preach that message at least four times a year, I think. Anyway, um, it just allows us to go to a place where God can stretch us, really. So... To summarise quickly what we were looking at over the last week and the last couple of weeks, we worked out that Hannah was special, that we knew. Is that fair for those that were here? For those that are, uh, again, that are our guests or haven't been part of the journey, jump online. You can listen to it on the podcast on our website or if you go to our YouTube page, you can find it there. Um, just use whichever one's quality is a little bit better. We're doing the best we can. So we know that she's special. We know that she had a longing for a child, but we know that she got past that longing. Yeah? Some of us have had a longing in our lives for a whole bunch of stuff, but in our prayer, like Hannah, we've got to get past that. Yeah? We have to get past that. She gets past wanting to have a child, past wanting to understand how to raise him, and she gets to a to a place that despite her longing and her desire where she says, here you go, God, I'm going to give you this thing that I wanted, this thing I've been praying for, in her case, this child, and I'm going to, I'm going to give, you a, give you the child over to you. She gets there. That's huge. We know that she whipped, uh, whipped. <laughs> yeah, she whipped her son. No, she didn't. She wept bitterly. Oh, my goodness. 
Sometimes you get tongue-tied, don't you? Yeah, you can laugh. I do it all the time. I get my kids' names wrong. This time it was a word. But she wept bitterly before the Lord. And yet, we also know that she felt heard. Because the scripture says that she wept bitterly, spoke to Eli, Eli mocked her, and yet it says that she was heard and she went from weeping bitterly to walking away and going to worship because she felt heard. So she felt heard. She felt that God had heard her and knowing that she was heard, she had a peace. So some of us need to grab hold of that peace today. Is that fair? If you know that God hears you, does he hear us? Is there any prayer that we pray where God's deaf? No. So if God hears us, then we should have peace that we've been heard, not peace because it's been answered. Peace that it's been heard, all right, because we're trusting in him. So some of us need that peace today. And then she went and worshipped. And I love that because that's what we stepped into last week, a, a place of abandoned worship. You and I, all of us, need to be more comfortable with abandoned worship. People go to the football and are abandoned in their worship, and yet we get to church and people have so much reverence for God that they've forgotten that part of being, part of worshipping is also a sense of abandonment, letting go, not worrying about what people think. I'm just here for you, God, and you alone, yeah? We've got to learn to be abandoned in our worship. So Hannah prays for godly offspring. We need to pray for, for godly children. She knows that she's been heard, and you and I need to understand that all our prayers are heard because all our prayers matter, even if the world doesn't understand. You've got someone that's in hospital, someone that's dying, you know, and they're saying, listen, we think you need to make a decision to turn off the machine. What's the first thing a Christian says? We're going to pray for them. We don't want to make a decision yet. We're going to pray. What do they do? They ring up their family, they ring up their friends, and they ring up the church, and sometimes God comes through, and sometimes we don't understand why the healing doesn't come, but we pray first, and the doctors and the nurses are saying, you guys are insane, just make a decision. No, no, we're going to God first. Sometimes the world will mock when you pray, yeah? Because they don't understand that there's power in prayer. They don't get us, but our prayers matter. Hannah knew that. And maybe she knew it because of her, her mother-in-law, Naomi, but she knew that you and I, she, we need to pour our hearts out to God in prayer. We need to pour out our hearts. If you're in love and you're trying to win the heart of a future spouse, you pour it out, don't you? You go overboard. I mean, you court, you buy flowers, you do dinner, you whisper sweet nothings, you tell them that, you know, I love you. You don't change that. That's, what we're, that's, that's how you win your partner. That's what we do. It's what people do, generally speaking. Even if they've swiped right or left or however it works, once they're together, then they make an effort. Yeah? We need to pour out our heart before the Lord. I mean, pour it out. I mean, he already knows what we think. He knows what's in our mind. He knows what's in our hearts. It's not worth trying to keep it a secret. Like, let's use a very simple example. You struggle with an addiction, whatever the addiction might be. It could be, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, it could be anything at all. Yeah? You have a struggle and you go before the Lord and you go, Lord, I just need help. I've got this struggle in my life and I need you to, 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 just to, to step towards me and heal me there. And the Holy Spirit says, well, what is it? And you go, so God, I just want you to come and help me in that. He already knows. Hello? Like he, he gets it. He was there when you're looking at the screen. 
He was there when you lit up whatever it was you were smoking. He was there when you were pouring the... He knows. Just pour your heart out before the Lord. Amen? Yeah, pour it out. She knew. Hannah knew that. So Psalm 100 verse 4, and we talked about this last week, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We pour out thanks. We pour out thanks. Pour out thanks. It's no good saying thank you to someone that's on the other side of the room saying... If you ever say thank you, say thank you. Yeah. So we pour out our hearts. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then the NLT says we go into his courts with praise. Praise. We go into his courts with praise. That means, man, God, you are awesome. You are so good. Wow. Man, you astound me. I'm gobsmacked by your beauty, your majesty. Thank you that you've forgiven me. Thank you that you feel me. Thank you that you've come along. Thank you for my children. Man, I just, I, I could just sit and praise you forever. We praise. Praise. There's a sense of euphoria in the word praise. There's nothing in the word praise. And it's not to say that we're all the same. But praise, praise for me doesn't, I don't get the inclination of silence. Do you? No, seriously, when someone says praise, do you, do you feel like, oh, I have to be quiet now? Imagine going to a birthday party to celebrate, to praise the individual because it's their birthday. You go, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Imagine that. The eight-year-old will say, Ma, why did we invite those creeps? Like, like, they're just here for the food. They're not even, they're not really celebrating my birthday. Praise. And we go into his courts with praise. We give, him, we give thanks to him and we praise his name. And it's there as we pour out our hearts that we go, God, you are so awesome. We're through the gate. Oh, I love you. Thank you, Father. And all of a sudden, we're in his courts. And you know what's in his courts? His presence. His presence. I don't want to be anywhere else but in the presence of God. In the, I went as far as last week, and I know I joke a lot for those that are online, and I said, people come in late to church. This is commentary, not criticism. Right? They come in late for church, and then they say things like, I didn't get anything out of today. I was okay, wasn't bad, but I really didn't get anything. But one, they were late or they were sitting outside or wherever they were, so they never actually entered the gates. They never ended up in the courts. And here we are in their presence, in his presence. They're still over there saying, I didn't get anything from today. Come on! Christianity's alive and well, yeah? Amen. You and I need to be aware that sometimes even friends and family mock when we pray. But pray anyway. Daniel did, he kept praying. All of us here, all of us listening, keep praying. Martin Luther's got a great quote. Martin Luther said, To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Man, I love that. That's so cool. Charles Spurgeon. True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. Oh, I love this because now, now we're putting some rubber on the road. A spiritual transaction. There's an exchange now that's happening. Yeah. 
Charles Spurgeon always says, if you believe in prayer at all, expect God to hear you. If you do not expect, you will not have. God will not hear you unless you believe he will hear you. But if you believe he will, he will be as good as your faith. Simple question. What do you have faith for? When you're praying, what do you have faith for? He will be as good as your faith. What do we have faith for? You and I, I said it last week, but you and I, we will be safer in the lion's den than if we didn't pray. It's better <laughs> to be in the lion's den to, to, rather than being a person that doesn't pray. We must and we need, we need to cry out in prayer. And this isn't a crazy call, you know. It's, it's just saying, hey, Christian, hey, believer, let's be prayerful people. Let's be prayerful in all things. Let's be known as a people that attend prayer meetings. And wait, wait, wait. Here's the catch, because this is where some of you are going to check out and love it. Go to prayer meetings. We, you and I, we need to be a people that go to a prayer meeting and love it. Because there are many that go to prayer meetings and they're there, but they're not loving it. They're not loving the presence of God. Let's be known as a people that cry out to the Father in loud voices. Isaiah 56, 7. I love this because this is where I want to go today. Hannah knew this. This is why. This is why she was in the house praying. This is why she was able to give over her longing and her desire to Eli. I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and will fill them with joy in what? My house of prayer. I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. What happens in God's house, the house of prayer? He fills us with joy. I feel crap. Oops, that's online. I feel terrible. I feel yuck. The week's been yuck. Where do I need to go? The house of prayer. Maybe, just maybe, I grew up Catholic. Maybe, maybe some of the old ladies that would go to the local church, they were weeping bitterly. They were quiet. Maybe they could have raised their voices, but maybe there was some spiritual insight into why they always found themselves in a pew praying. Because he fills us with joy in the house. This is the house of bread where he pours out, and it's also the house of prayer where we cry out. Churches aren't supposed to be quiet. I'm sorry for every conservative church. It's not. Traditional churches, I'm sorry, it's not. It doesn't have to be way wacky with smoke and lights. I mean, that's fun if you're young, but I can only jump them down for so long before you need to get the portable defibrillator and bring me back to life. Yeah, But it's a, it's a loud house. It's a house of prayer. It's where we cry out to God. It's, it's where he fills us with joy. And then Matthew 21, 13. And this, this is actually, he, he's, he's quoting from the Old Testament, but it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer. My house will be called a house of prayer. You know what I love? Because 
that you were making it a den of robbers. In, again, still, not only what was happening then, what was happening in the Old Testament, but you jump to 14. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. Verse 14 says, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple, the house of prayer, right? And he healed them. And he healed them. In the house of prayer, he healed them. He filled them with joy and he healed them. Later today, we, the family, we're going to start praying. All of us. And there's going to be silence, maybe some keys, presence, because the Holy Spirit moves better with some keys playing. right? But we're going to wait for people to pray. And then when people, someone prays something out loud, you know what that allows? That allows for somebody else to go, yes, amen, I concur, I come alongside. Where two or three ga- gather together, there he is in the midst. Where two or three, where they agree on any one thing according to his will, it shall be done. I'm praying. No one else can hear you. You need, it would be good for somebody else to say, amen, yes. I get, yes, I want, yes. So that God can move. Because he's good to his word. He doesn't lie. It's the house of prayer. In his house, he fills up with joy. In his house, he heals people. You need healing? Get into the house of prayer. We've got such an unusual season where people everywhere are so offended with people in the church that they neglect God, don't go to the house and wonder why they're not receiving the healing they're praying for. Get, get around his body. Get around his family. Have someone lay hands. Have someone come alongside you. Have someone support you. That's what community is supposed to be. In fact, we should be the best community group in all of the community. We should be better than the basketball clubs and the football clubs and the netball clubs and the cricket clubs that are dying because it's a really yucky sport. Boring it is, right? Like we, we should be better than all of those because we're the house of God, the house of prayer, the house of healing. The temple of the Holy Ghost, amen, you and I. We need to cry out in prayer. Even if the world mocks us. Even the disciples struggle with Jesus. Can't you stay awake for an hour? So I know it's not easy. It's not. If the disciples who walk with Jesus struggle, then it's going to be hard for us too. And maybe it's harder for some of us than others. But when we pray, you, you, you have to know this. When we pray, we're connecting with heaven. When you and I pray, our prayers do a direct line to heaven. A direct line. Prayer, it's our communication that allows us to talk to God. That's how it works. And God, funnily enough, I don't know why, because I often look at myself in the mirror, but for some reason, God wants to talk to us. Go figure because sometimes I'm probably the last person I want to speak to, but yet God wants to talk to us like a person-to-person phone call. Better still, almost like FaceTime. He wants to wants us to be constantly up close and personal. And get this, so some people can understand how we're connecting with heaven, right? Luke 3, 21-22. One day, when the crowds were being baptised, Jesus himself was baptised. As he was, what? Praying. What happened? The heavens opened. As he was, what? 
praying, the heavens opened. As he was praying, the heavens opened. When you and I pray, when you and I worship, when we're actually in the presence of God, because we've come through the gate, we're in his courts, we're in his presence, we're worshipping him, now we're pouring out our heart, we actually open. Think of it like, think of a new house, not an old house, but think of your, you know, your, 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 what's it called, your man door, trap door, I don't know, ceiling, in the, the hole in the ceiling, what's it called? Manhole, that's the word. I knew I'd get there eventually. So think of it, but it's a giant manhole. And as we pray, God opens it. And you know what? The spiritual, the angelic, they ascend and descend because now we are now connecting with heaven. So when we're here and we're praying, we actually pray before we worship, we pray during our worship, we pray after our worship. Why? Because we know that it opens up the the door, the ceiling, the trap door, whatever it's called, the manhole. We know that it opens it up to heaven. And we want God. God's always here, but sometimes we can experience, not sometimes, all the time if we're hungry enough, we can actually experience his manifest presence. It's not just supposed to be once a week. It should be any time, even in your own homes. When you're praying to God, you're actually connecting with heaven. You're opening up the door for the spiritual realm, for you to be a part of it. Absolutely, Sal. Position ourselves. And I love it. And the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You're my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. You br- I love it. You bring me great joy. You bring me great joy. When we pray, the heavens open. We need to cry out in prayer. Yes, yes, there's a closet. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and what we pray for in secret, God that does a phenomenal work. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the house of prayer. We're talking about his house where we pour it out. You know, sometimes all we can do for people is pray. And so, yes, we are going to pray for Malcolm. Totally, absolutely, 100%. We're going to pray for my wife. Yeah, yeah, because Dylan's absconding to Queensland somewhere, I don't know why, but we're going to pray for him too, yeah? We're going to pray. We're going to pray for people. So as you have a prayer request, pray it or share it so someone can pray it and someone else can say amen. But we're going to go there because if it worked for Hannah, if it worked for Jesus to cry out, then it works for those that believe in him, amen? You know, sometimes the only good thing going for us in a season is that someone is praying for us. But you know what? That's family at work. That's family at its best. I shouldn't be ashamed of my struggle. I should be open and transparent so someone else can pray for it. Because the best thing that can happen for me in a season of winter is that someone else is praying for me. Yeah? We need more prayers. Hannah knew that. She wanted Samuel to be God's. We need to be God's. We need to be sold out for him. Because the only good thing about you and I, apart from your hair or how you dress, yeah, or the fact that you like coffee, the only good thing about us is Jesus in us. The only good thing about us is Jesus in us. And you know what? When you've got the hope of glory in you, the enemy can't touch Jesus in you. The enemy can have a go at you. He may be able to touch parts of you, but he cannot touch Jesus in you. He cannot. He can't touch Jesus. So the only thing... Well, 
the main thing to be excited about is that we're alive in Jesus. Amen? Like Rory said it beautifully, you're either alive in Jesus or you're dead. Don't worry about your different levels of sin. If you're separated from God, you're separated from God. You're either dead in him or you're alive in him. If you're alive in him, then you need to have God's eyes to see the dead, to see how God sees them so that you can draw them into the kingdom. Yeah? Pray and the world may mock us. Even the people that we pray for might mock us. Yet Hannah wasn't discouraged. She kept praying. And there was a mighty move of God that was going forward because the nation needed Samuel. And I'll say this today, not just Ballarat, but our nation. Our nation needs Samuels. Our nation needs prayers. Yeah? Our community, our friends, our family, our university, our workplaces need more Samuels, more prayers. We need a whole new bunch of Samuels that are sold out. You know, over the last 12 months alone, Billy Graham, Charles Stanley, Tim, Tim Keller, they've all passed away. God needs people he can raise up to take their place, amen? And I love this because this is where chapter 1 for me finishes. Hannah sees her prayers answered. She actually sees her prayers answered and even much more than she could even imagine. Some of us today need to see our prayers answered. And not just answered, but much more than we could ever imagine. Ephesians 3.20 um, tells us very clearly, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. God can answer our prayers well beyond what we can ask for. This morning as we were praying as a team, I had one simple question. Is what are you imagining this morning? What are you expecting, not a demand expecting, but what are you expecting God to do? Because the word tells us he's going to do more than you can imagine. If you come to church thinking, oh, well, it'll be nice, we'll have some nice music and, you know, we'll hear a word and we'll have a coffee, we'll go home, that's all you're going to get. That is all you're going to get. And it's not because the church failed you. It's not because the preaching failed you. It's not because the worship failed you. It's, that's what you imagined. So that's what you got. But maybe think outside of the lines and imagine, you know, I see God healing things today. I see God bringing back limbs that weren't there today. I see him freeing, locked up and imprisoned minds today. Maybe, just maybe, if we can imagine and grab hold of what God can do in the house of prayer where he brings healing, maybe as we imagine that we'll be filled with joy in his house and possibly maybe God will do it because God's good to his word. So that when we walk out and someone goes, how was church today? And you go, flipping awesome! It was so good! I had someone say to me last week, I tried to share with my brother what I experienced in church, but I, I, I didn't want to tell him in case he compared and got jealous. Mate, if God's moving in the house, God's moving in the house. I don't care what house he's moving in, as long as he's moving. You should walk out of here and say, wow, one, that was the best coffee in the world, but two, wow, God, is just huge. Because he's alive, isn't he? He's alive. I'm feeling a little Pentecostal today, I think. She sees her prayers answered. Verse 20 of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, says, So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant, gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. 
What do we need to ask the Lord for in prayer, faithfully as we're weeping bitterly, but knowing that we're heard? And we go from Hannah in desperation and brokenness crying out to God, give me a baby, and then Eli mocks her because, because she's weeping bitterly, yeah? And then somehow she gets encouraged that God has heard her prayers and she worships. She worships in her longing. She worships in her brokenness. She worships in the trust that God has heard, not worships in the fact that God has delivered. Yeah? That, that is for someone today. Yeah? She goes home to Elkanah. They get married. They make love. She falls pregnant. The baby's born. And then she comes back to Eli who mocked her. I love this. Because when you see someone in the house that is not quite right, it's not for you to judge. It's not for you to point the finger. She made no judgment against this man of God at all. At all. Even, said you, even though he said you must be drunk. Even though he was so dull in the spirit, he didn't, re, he didn't even realise that she was praying, that she was broken. And she goes back to him and says, Hey, do you remember me? Remember I was asking for a break? Here, here's the boy. She now trusts her son that she longed for with, in the hands of the man that mocked her. And yet, oh, I'm offended, I'm out. I'm offended, I'm out. Do you know why there's so many churches in Ballarat around Australia? Because so many people said, I'm offended, I'm out. Instead of just being Jesus. Like seriously, just be Jesus. I'm really sorry I offended you. I didn't mean that. Just accept the apology. Yeah? Be man enough to apologise. That's what Jesus would do. I love that she hands over. Hannah's prayer is answered. And, and the beauty of this is it, sometimes we miss the pain that she's in. Yeah? Because you think about it, every year Elkanah and her would go back to Shiloh to worship God, to bring sacrifices. So every year she would make a tunic for her son. Every year she would, think about it, she would have to guess the size of this garment and put it on her son every year. And I imagine if she's like a good mother, like when I was growing up, it'll always be too big so that he can grow into it over the course of the year, yeah? Anyone ever got hand-me-downs? Remember hand-me-downs? The hand-me-downs ever fit? Flipping never. They never fit. They were always too big. You always had to grow into them. And by the time you did, they were out of fashion. Yeah? But here's this mum going to see her son that she's given away in every year, making him a tunic and having to guess the size to bless him and put it on him. Don't minimise the sense of grief in this story where she was able to worship, where she was able to trust God where she was still able to go to the house of prayer and somehow receive joy from the Lord. There was greater joy in the end, and that was Samuel, and not a word of his fell to the ground. And in fact, the nation was turned around because of that boy, because her prayer was answered. Yeah? Why don't we stand? And Samuel, can I just have you on the keys, please? Just the keys, Sal. Yeah, so thank you. I need to encourage us all because the heart of this story that you and I can miss so often is that prayer is answered. Prayer is answered. Prayer is answered. Every time 
that you've prayed, every time that you've wept, whether it be on your pillow at home, whether it be in your car, whether it be in your workplace, whether it be in the toilet where you're trying to get a quiet time and you're crying out to God, every prayer you've prayed, he's heard. God's heard. God's heard your prayer. God heard Hannah's prayer that she had been praying for years. And because of her prayer, Samuel, because of Samuel and David, and because of David and the son of David, and because of the son of David, we've got the beautiful burial, death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. And where's Jesus now? Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God, the central control room for the whole universe, for all of history. And what's he doing there? He intercedes for us as we pray. As we pray, he goes before the Father and he intercedes for us. My brothers, my sisters, they're praying. Hey, Dad, they need an answer to prayer. They need to know that you've heard, Dad. If only we could see the power of prayer. Look, seriously, the church is built on it. It's been forged by it. If only we could see the power of prayer. There's a book, there's a phrase in the book of Revelation that says the prayers of the saints are like incense rising to heaven. Who's got a candle at home that they like? One of those smelly ones. I just bought this caramel vanilla one and Mel loves it. It's her favourite. So it should be. It costs 50 bucks. But you know what? Prayer costs us not dollars. The sacrifice in prayer, the transaction with heaven is our time. And it burns much more beautiful, much more sweet than a vanilla caramel candle. It's an essence that rises to the nostrils of our God. And sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we forget it because we're crying out to God. We're so lost in our weeping that we forget that He's hearing our prayers. But He hears our prayers. This is a house of prayer. This is a house of worship. This is a house of healing. Billy Graham said, to get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. Andrew Murray said, beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God. Not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what He can do. Expect unexpected things above all that we ask or think. Family, it's time for you and I to open the heavens. It's time for us to pray flamboyant, outright, outrageous prayers. I'm not talking about praying for a Ferrari. Don't be so selfish. Right? But flamboyant, outrageous, supernatural prayers. And for your family and for your children, for our relationships, for our community, for our schools, for our workplaces. Because God wants that connection with each and every one of His children. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work in us. So we're going to spend some time in prayer right now. So you may want to close your eyes. 
You may want to sit down. You may want to stay standing. Ray, just bring the keys down a touch on the front of house. And we're just going to stay here while people pray. So we need to pray for Malcolm. Is that right? Correct? So can someone in the house pray for Malcolm? Now remember, yes, I've got a mic and I've got a loud voice. You need to at least speak with a loud voice so someone can hear it and say yes or amen. I'm happy to stay here all day if you like, but I'd rather go to lunch soon. Father God, we pray for Malcolm this morning, Lord. We pray for healing over his body. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Amen. Who else? What else needs prayer? Nick and Roz. Nick and Roz. Can someone pray for Nick and Roz? I think they're cold, fluey. Who knows? Someone just pray for them. God knows. Come on. What else do we need to pray for? Come on. They're not my prayers, they're our prayers. What else? Vicky? Yep. Okay, for a heart to come back in line. Can someone pray for that? You've got a voice. I've heard you screaming at the football. I've heard you screaming at your kids. Come on. I've heard you at the McDonald's drive-thru when the speaker can't hear you. Pray. Amen. All right, what else? What else? Come on, come on. Let's let's not waste time. Sorry? Okay, do we know her name? Mel. We need to pray for Mel, a work uh, mate of Rob's, whose wife has cancer. Can we pray for that? Someone pray for that. Her name's Mel. Thank you so much, Lord, for the amazing healing that we are experiencing along with Mal. We love her, Lord. We love her. We love her. And you love her even more, Lord. So we just thank you that you're pouring out your hand of healing upon her. Oil of joy for mourning. Garment of praise for heaviness. Thank you, Lord. You've removed those grave clothes. Thank you, Lord, that you've lifted her chin. Thank you that you're healing her in the natural and the supernatural, Lord. Thank you that no weapon formed against her shall prosper. Yeah. 
thank you, Lord, for the prophetic words that have been spoken over her. And we say yes and amen, Lord. We see the prophetic Bless voice you, that she has, Lord. And no weapon formed against it shall prosper. We thank you, Lord. We stand with her yeah. with our shields of faith. And <laughs> we on. interlock Come our on. shields. Come on. And we thank you, Lord, for her. Renew her. Redeem her. Thank you, Lord. Everything that has been robbed and pillaged, yeah. you will restore sevenfold in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, what else do we need prayer for? Children. Anyone got wayward children? Anyone got family that's sick? Come on, let's pray. We um, pray um, prayers of um, healing for um, Mike's sister, Kerry. And um, we pray, thank you, Lord, for Mike's faithfulness. Yeah, for Kerry's, come on. For, for Kerry's faithfulness too, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that the um, diagnosis of cancer, Lord, was um, able to be contained and taken by surgery. We thank you, Lord, for your, your goodness and your healing. And we just pray for continued healing for Kerry, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness in um, looking after her through that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Lord God, that he's made a stand. We thank you, Father, that he is doing his best in his own eyes, and his own not his own eyes, Lord, but in his own strength, Father, and he's looking to you to help, to deliver him, to keep him strong. He's, he's done everything he possibly can. He's kept away from his friends, Lord God, for the last 12 months, Father, who have been pulling him back. Father, I just pray, Lord God, that this commitment that he's made between himself and you, that it would continue to grow and strengthen yes. and Lord that he would turn around Father and that he would be a mighty warrior that he would be Father a mighty example Lord God of your deliverance we praise you and we thank you for him coming this far and we thank you Lord for taking him through completely yeah. in Jesus mighty name. Come on. Hallelujah. This should be stirring up joy because God answers prayers. We, we just said that he hears us so he's hearing these prayers. Come on what else? Yeah, we're going to send Dylan on his way too. Hang on. Yeah, he's asked us to pray for him. A, a friend of ours, Manasseh Manasseh. Um, he's, he goes by Morris Manasseh. He's a Jewish friend of ours in Sydney. He's had a stroke recently. He's, he's an older man. He's, his wife's not well. We pray, Lord, that you, you, you... Come on. Did you help him, Father? Yes, Lord. <laughs> Come on. Who else can we, pray we, for Manasseh? We, 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 we pray that you... You give him a good, good report tomorrow, Lord, that he, that he can get the care he needs and, and we pray, pray for peace for him and a revelation in, in, in you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, come on. Oh, I've got prayers coming through online. We thank you, Lord, that we can take a stride back by the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. If a judge arise against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can take, thank you, Lord, we can set the captives free by your, what your word says. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3 says, The Spirit of God is upon us. Come on. As the Lord have anointed us to preach good tidings to the meek. Yeah. He sent us to bind the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, open your prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to come all up mourn. Point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them the beauty for ashes, all the joy for mourn. Yeah, God of gracious, good heaviness. Ashes. 
that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the plan of the Lord. Yeah. They may be glorified, Lord Come God. On. We lift up Australia to your throne room, Lord God. Yes. Says in your yeah. word, Lord God. Yeah. In the midst Come of seven on. candlesticks, one like the Son of Man, clove a garment down the foot, with a perhaps a golden girdle. His head on his head is white as wool as white as snow. His eyes are flame of fire. His feet like under fine brass, as if it's burned in the furnace. And his voice is sound in many waters. And hand his right hand seven stars. Have his mouth a sharp to its sword. And his countenance the sunshine of his strength, Lord God. Lord, we were the strongholds in people's lives in this nation, Lord yeah. God. Thanks, Leonard. Thanks, mate. Online, we've got, um, we need to pray for Lorraine Chavez to be healed of memory loss and hearing loss. Someone online, can someone pray for Lorraine? Memory loss and hearing loss. Yeah, Father, we lift Lorraine to you. She's having a that's a, a, a dementia or whatever it is that's happening with her father. Come on. We pray your healing on her. We pray your healing on her memory. You pray your, your healing on her body and on her mind. Amen. We need to pray for a proposed marriage. <laughs> I'm going to get these names wrong. So brother, wherever you are, I apologise. But Digit and Parameter. Something like that. So, hey... They're obviously not English names. So we're going to do our best. Can someone pray for that, please? Come on, it's the house of God, a house of prayer, a house of healing. It's where he fills you with joy. Oh, come on, you shy ones. Oh, my goodness. Yell it out. You don't even need a mic. Just pray. You need to pray for Angela. Pray. Father, we pray, God, for Dibjit and Paramita, God. We, we agree, we confirm, Lord, as they come together, Lord, that you would fill their marriage with love. Lord, that it would be a shining light to those that are around them, Lord, Father, that it would be all, Lord, that the family have wished it to be and have prayed for it to be in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray for Lorraine this morning. It's lovely to have her in our house. Father God, we pray for healing for Lorraine. We yeah, pray come for on. comfort. Father God, uh, we just pray your blessing upon Lorraine today and for into the week and into the months ahead. In Jesus' precious name. Why do I ask people to pray out loud? Because one, we need someone to amen it. We need where two or three are gathered, where they come into agreement. If you're praying silently, that's okay for your closet. But in the house, we want to be in agreement. But not just that. Sometimes the sacrifice that we bring is this. If you're someone that sits in your seat and you always sit, then do something that's different. Stand. If you're someone that stands, do something different. Kneel. If you, if you don't raise your hands, be a person that raises your hands. If you're someone that prays quietly, then the sacrifice that you bring is actually bringing a loud noise to the Lord. And if you don't have a prayer word, then just cry out a simple, wait, 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 wait. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit needs to speak through us in groans. It's the house of prayer. Is that okay? Man, if you came here just to listen to good worship, which you will, because the presence of God fills this place. But if you came here just to listen to a good word, which I think you will, because I think that's the, one of the gifts of my life. But you know what? When we pray, when we pray, when we pray for each other, 
when we pray for each other. Can I ask people to put your hands on the shoulder of the person next to you? If you don't know them, ask if that's okay. And we're going to pray for Dylan and Queensland and all that sort of stuff. Is there anyone sitting alone? I want to make sure that everyone's got a hand on their shoulder. And you know what? I'm just going to ask you simply this. Start praying for that person. Start praying for that person. Just pray that God would bless them. Pray that God would give them their heart's desire. Maybe even ask them if there's something specific that they need, a breakthrough that they're longing for like Hannah. Father, we pray, we pray, we pray. We bring into your courts, God, the prayers of your children. You are alive and you are well, Lord God. You love each and every one of us. Lord, you don't have favourites. God, you love us all. So we pray, Father. We pray for healings. We pray for breakthroughs. We pray for families to be restored, Lord God. We pray for children to be welcomed home. We pray for people to, to go into and grow into maturity. Father, we pray for jobs to open up, businesses to flourish, Lord, finances to grow. Lord, we pray for safe travel. We pray, God, for opportunity, Lord. We pray for doors to close that are from you. We pray for doors to open that are from you. We just pray for more of you in Jesus' name. Lord, do whatever you want, we said this morning, didn't we? We're going to make room for you. And here is where I lay it down. Lord God, you are all we're chasing now. I've got a smile on my face and the bulldog's lost. Yeah, because joy doesn't come from the AFL. Not if you're back from the bulldogs. But joy comes in the house of prayer, in the house of the Lord. Amen. So don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. If you know someone needs prayer, pray because you're connecting with heaven. You're opening up a doorway to heaven where the angels can ascend and descend and then all of a sudden you just find people are being healed in your midst because you took the time to step into the place, the Holy of Holies. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday. Be filled in the Holy Spirit. Enjoy your day because it's not sunny, but the coffee's good in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>